Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pro Try News. We are not your typical podcast show. Uh, we're not going to sit here and ask a million questions to our guests, uh, but we are joined today by the world champion Christian Blumenfeld. And. And <laughs> Sorry, it was a joke. It was a joke. Mark said we had to. Mark said we had to. We had to. And, and Olympic gold. Olympic medalist. gold medalist. And and Ironman Iron Man seventy point three world record holder and Ironman world record holder. Yep. Man, only only like six months time. You're gonna have to add on to there. This- Ironman world championship. World champion. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. St. George. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> so it will be good. Too. Who are you most excited to race there at St. George? Who I'm most excited to race against? Yeah. I've never raced Jan. So uh, never in your career? No. So uh, that would be my first time, probably. So uh, uh, for sure, him. Awesome. Okay, okay, let's, let's who else is on the podcast? All right, so we also have Mark Matthews uh, taking a little vacation, visiting the family, and he's in his parents' attic right now. Yeah, I am, and I've got to admit, it's the first podcast I've been nervous to do, because normally I say something offensive, get away with it, whatever. Mark, do you know Larry King? Do you have to channel your inner Larry King for this episode? I know Larry are King. More, are you more Pierce Morgan for this? I suppose you're kind of more Pierce. Do Morgan. not compare me to Pierce Morgan just because I'm English. <laughs> Pierce Morgan is not a good representation of an Englishman. Well, we'll move saying, on from that. Who are you channeling? That's right. That's right. I'll go with Oprah Winfrey if anything. All right. There we go. There we go. There we go. That's a good. We one. also have Pat Pat Lemieux uh, from Boulder, Colorado. Pat, are you still uh, house hunting? Still house hunting. Um, I do have to open with a joke, though. You know, Gwen showed up to practice on uh, Monday morning, and her coach Bobby was like, "Seven twenty-one. I mean, this is this world record is insane, unbelievable." And Gwen kind of paused, and she goes, "Yeah, for a half Ironman, that's great." <laughs> I said, "I said no. This is a full Ironman. We're not talking about my half Ironman." So. Uh, you know, anyway, so hats off to you, Christian. Really thrilled to have you on the uh, on the pod this morning. Yeah, thank you very much. And the, the man that made it happen, tell the cops. Hello, hello, guys. Well, let's Talbot, dive into the first race. Talbot, 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 just be honest. How many photos in exchange for this to get Christian on this pod? How many, fo- how many photos? Oh, man. Some? So, I, I, I might, Christian, I might have no to way. at least. No way. Christian is a world Olympic a very well-off guy. There is no way he is using Talbot's iPhone <laughs> auto-filtered photos. That's There's no true. way. That's true. That's true. That's true. But there but, we go. but there the we best go. thing is that he's, he promised me to only post photos where I'm looking better than the guys around me. Like, where I'm looking relaxed. <laughs> where it looks like the guy's kind of... If Gustav is in front, he's like having fatigue in his face. <laughs> with kind of the knees kind of in, in the wrong and, part and, of the and step. He also... He told me I have to give him splits in St. George to Jan, Lionel, Gustav, all the everyone else. And Gustav's never in front of you, is he? Um, not really. That was a bad example. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Okay, let's let, let's 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 dive into the first race this weekend, Ironman South Africa, which fortunately, also unfortunately, was the live streamed event on Facebook Watch, which was actually a great race. Uh, Mark, give us a rundown. You were on that time zone. I mean, I was closer to the time zone. It was an early start. Yeah, it was actually a really good race. I was disappointed it wasn't Cosmo streams, but um, Maurice Pavel, uh, Rasmus Svensson, and uh, Sebi Kinley gave us a really good race in the men's race. <clears throat> and the women's race got, got exciting towards the end as well. So it was worth the stream. Um, Sam Laidlow gave it some big things. Uh, he tried to push the bike hard, um, but Rasmus Svensson rode him down and he pulled up Maurice Cabell. He pulled up Sebi Kinley with him. And Rasmus's power file is supposedly fairly ridiculous for that race. You know, I, we, we had to caveat everything that was saying on this show because Christian sat here. But Rasmus's power file was ridiculous for this race. And he uh, broke away from the bunch and, and rode an incredible bike. But Sebi looked good on the run. It looked like he recovered, looked like, like his Achilles injuries were back. And to be honest with you, I think the commentators and me alike thought it was job done. But Maurice Clavel rolled him in in the, the fourth quarter of the race um, to win his first Ironman, which it's amazing to me that Maurice Clavel hasn't won an Ironman before. He just seems like a name that's been around the block. Uh, fantastic race. Um, I will add, though, that it was a half the swim. Um, the swim was cut in half because of bad conditions. It was still a longer swim than Cozumel. But um, it was... <laughs> did you, did you was, see the video from the race? It was like four foot swells, six foot swells. It was it was a nasty swim. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a nasty swim. But uh, at least for some questions, and we can ask Christian about this again. Like swim canceling and Ironman's becoming a bit of a thing. And the women's race. Before we move on, Ruth Astle, uh, a great bike leg from her, um, a poor run from her. Saw her almost get caught by home athlete Anna Watkinson. And bringing it up was Jade Roberts from her debut Ironman for third place. So that was that's my rundown of South Africa. And 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 worth noting, hats off to Maurice. I know he's worked incredibly hard. He's been all around the circuit, raced Kona and everything. And if you go back and watch him running down the finish line, I've never seen an athlete more excited in my entire life. You'd think if someone was going like 720 Ironman, it would go insane, like like what Maurice was doing. But he just, I don't even, I don't even think you had broke a sweat yet, had you? Christian. If I broke... Did you, you see Morris's celebration? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you see Maurice running down? It was quite, quite you, you would happy. Think that you would be that excited. No, but uh, like, for me, it was kind of, I, I was just racing kind of against myself. So I was kind of within my limit the whole run. It's like a different feeling when you are breaking away on that final lap. Like if you're winning a sprint or you're kind of having to chase, then kind of that pure emotion at the finish line is maybe bigger than if you know that you are about to win for 42K. So, uh, like, if I had won a sprint finish, I would probably be more uh, happy, I would guess. I love it. So you're not happy with having a world record? Uh, it's oh, no, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, Christian, <laughs> we're going to... Kyle is desperate to talk to you about this world record, yeah. and we no, will no, no, get no. to this world okay, record. Okay, I have one more comment. I have one more comment. Maurice and, and Sebi have been training partners for, like, years and years and years, so that probably had to play in with his emotions of yeah. how he felt. And, uh, but Sebi was very graceful. They all congratulated Rasmus. Um, it was a really good, exciting race. We can move on to Cozumel, if you'd like, though. Also, one Be comment. Rasmus has not been off the podium in his Ironman um, other than Tulsa, where he got dis he got disqualified in Tulsa for two drafting penalties, but 
Yeah. Other than that, he's been on the podium every race this year. Really good season for Rasmus Fenningsen. Rounded it off nicely this year. And I'm sorry to shut you down, Kyle, but you cannot wait to start talking to Christian about this world record. <laughs> and if we let I'm you go on it too... I'm salivating. Honestly, if we let you go on it too early, we're going to have 45 minutes of you worshipping Christian's world record and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Can we... Before we get into the tough questions around Cosmo, can I lob a softball to Christian first? Yeah. Was the Christian was the plan always to do no disc wheel, or was it super windy on the day, or what were the thoughts there? No, it, it's the rules. So uh, it's In like Cozumel. yeah. So uh, I thought that it was I would be allowed to use the disc wheel before, like when I left for Sierra Nevada. So I packed it with me. Uh, okay, but then. I realized I wasn't allowed to. But but in I'm sorry, in Cozumel it's a rule, no disc. Yeah. It's just like Kona. Yeah, even for pros. What do you think, Christian? Because I, I, I personally, I know Pat does as well, think that Kona and Cozumel need to progress with the times. Disc wheel, yeah. it, it should be an athlete. I think it should be an athlete's choice. I think a blanket rule doesn't make sense because the disc doesn't feel bad in the wind these days. Yes. Do, you, do you think you should make the rule or not? Yeah, especially for the pros. Like, we... It's kind of our responsibility to maybe travel with uh, like kind of two sets of wheel if if we feel not comfortable in the wind. So uh, I can see that, understand why they have it for age groupers, for safety, if it is a windy place and uh, they want to avoid the uh, big crashes or many of them. But for the pros, it should be kind of up to the athlete for what you're... And, and this kind of leads us into the world record. How many minutes do you think were left on the table not using the disc? Do you think you could have picked up a sub four? Did that was the three or four minutes, or what do you think? Mm, not sure. Like I haven't, or we haven't calculated it. Done the, yeah. yeah. It's, a it's a couple of minutes. Probably over, over yeah, I think it's two minutes. Yeah, easily. Yeah, over one hundred twelve, especially at Christian's pace. Yeah, 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 that's what I think too. Well, let's let, let, let's dive into the race, kind of how it unfolded. I think that if anyone knows more, uh, it's Christian. Christian, just from watching the live tracker, it looks like you guys came out with a pretty good group. Actually, not a pretty good, uh, an insane, massive group, uh, a pretty fast swim. Were, were, were you surprised how fast you were moving in that water? Uh, not really. Like, I saw from the result list like two years ago that they swim around 39, 41 minutes. Uh, so was kind of expecting something similar to that. And uh, so I, I just stayed like in second position for most of the swim after the start and felt like uh, the maybe the minute I can gain by pushing it from the front is going to cost more than kind of just uh, holding a little bit back and uh, wait for the, for the ride. So... Uh, I thought that, like, when I tried to look back, back and see, like, if it was still kind of people behind me, it was. It seems like it was like a bigger group, and I think we were like fifteen guys coming out of the water, kind of together. And what was the water temp? Yeah, twenty eight, maybe. So like, just about warmer than a normal pool. So, uh, um, not too bad. So it felt on the day when it was cooler on the day that the water felt fairly nice, didn't get too hot. No, yeah, it was good. And also it was raining in the mornings, so like, like pissing down. So it was almost yeah. a little bit cold, like uh, standing there 6.45 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Am I right in thinking that? Did you see that any I... of the scuba divers underneath the water? Did you see the <laughs> yeah. scuba divers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of strange, like seeing them just kind of hanging under the boys and uh, yeah. 
I always forget you two did this race. <laughs> yeah, they called it the sub. They called it the they sub never, 15. Yeah, it they never mentioned it. It was a big production. It was like a whole thing. You know, we trained for four weeks. We trained for four weeks. It was great. Well, okay. It looks like it, looks like it all came together. Well, started together on the bike. We couldn't see any of it other than the live stream. And then there was only like two or three updates. But at what point did you decide in the group that the pace was too slow and you, you and Patrick kind of rode off the front? So uh, like in the beginning, we're like as 15 guys maybe off the, out, out of T1. And I was quite early in second position and then sitting there for five minutes before I, I went to the front and did maybe 15, 20 minutes at the, kind of just over over 300 watts like the pace i was aiming for and uh after 15 20 minutes it came like another guy like just passing me but then he went to the front for like three minutes <laughs> and then i had to go to the front again so i think i was doing most of the work for the first hour and then i was kind of looking back and it seems like it was like 10 15 guys just kind of um on the line and I wasn't really sure if the pace it was, if it was like that easy to stay behind uh, in the group or if uh, I had to kind of be a little bit more tactical or if they were just overworking just to stay on my wheel. So um, I went back to like uh, third position going through um, downtown and uh, there Patrick Nielsen was able to open up a little gap down to second place. So he was then off the front with maybe 20, 30 meters. So I was sitting back there in third position a little bit and just waiting for the gap to open up properly before trying to bridge up and kind of... That that was maybe when I realized that the people in the group was maybe kind of fatiguing a little bit and uh, it was time to push on on that second out of three laps. So that was kind of the timing where it all kind of stretched out and uh, we were able to kind of open up the good good gap and what do you think happens patrick nelson so he's put it on yep. social media but in his last 10k he on the bike it just cramps he said but was yeah. he did he seem okay then he just switched off or what happened yeah like uh, i am not too good to read people like <laughs> like I, I don't know how they are like uh, as i haven't raced the hours on the bike before so i don't really know the strength and the weakness of the long distance guys in the same way as i maybe do uh, in short distance because then then i'm more familiar with the guys so but i got the feeling that on the last 60k that i was maybe doing like 20 20 minutes up front and then we were kind of rotating and he was doing like 10 minutes and he also kind of start changing his position a little bit more so i i did kind of start thinking that he was maybe overriding a little bit but uh like uh for the last 20k i was like just riding up front so i, I didn't really see that he was dropping off and getting cramps so he was struggling with the uh, cramps and he lost like nine minutes for the last 10 15k what was, was it any part was it any uh like payback for what he did to your boy Casper in uh, Frankfurt where you like, oh, I'm going to destroy you. You hurt my Norwegian brother. Yeah, he took the corner stuff from, from Casper. Like, no, uh, like, uh, I think uh, he, he was just trying to uh, find his uh, limit as well, kind of taking it as a challenge. 
he could maybe easily have been sitting back in the pack and uh, just uh, racing for a second place. But uh, yeah, he he gave it a try to stay up front. Patrick Nielsen is rapidly becoming one of these athletes that four times out of five he DNFs and the fifth time he wins. And there doesn't seem to be much middle ground for Patrick at the moment. You know, he's the, the Frankfurt win was off the back of four DNFs in Ironman and then he wins Frankfurt and then he does his next one and it's a DNF. So as long as he banks a few more races before Kona, maybe he'll, he'll put a good result down there. But, but I think this is like his uh, third time DNFing here on the island. I might be wrong. Yeah, like he, really? even... and, uh, yeah, and the 70.3 there, he's finished like 19th or something. He's not had uh, the best of run on the island, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I would love to hear a little bit about Christian's lead up to this race, given the year that he's had. Uh, you know, you, you've had such a fantastic year and then you had to go, you had to do this Ironman at the end of November. Can you walk us through like your eight weeks of preparation to get ready for this race? Did you have fun? doing the longer training, adjusting to it? Were you still motivated after the year that you've had? Uh, can you just give us some insights into what the last eight weeks to get ready for this has been like? Yeah. So as I said, it's been quite hectical, like basically from January until August with like the whole Olympic preparation and then straight into the grand final and trying to get ready for St. George 7.3 and finishing off with Super League. So straight after Super League, I went back home and I did like a full week of n- no training at all. I was, yeah, just going from, uh, yeah, waking up, going, eating something and then going to the couch, relaxing, going back up, sleeping. So just recovering to the max. And then I went up to Sierra Nevada straight from there. So started off uh, really kind of uh, well charged uh, mentally and physically. Uh, with uh, five weeks of uh, altitude training up with Olav Alexander. So uh, kind of, yeah, did a lot of testing there, trying to play around with the kind of the training weeks that we're doing, like, or the training cyclists. So normally we do this four days of cycle, uh, recovery day every fourth day, but now we try to find a balance of both doing the V2Max part of it and the kind of the more Olympic cycle training but also yep. putting in the arm and more specific workouts for the weekend and the, to, the larger the larger aerobic days. Yeah, because like or may like the easiest way to maybe prepare for an Ironman is to be just very specific. Uh, uh, specific. So then, but then your Vitamax will drop quite a lot. Yeah, and then your um, uh, VO two at race pace will maybe get very close to your Vitamax. But we try to kind of do the training where we in the same time can of course we need to, we need to do the race based training that we have to do for Ironman but in the same time find a way where we can do the view to max training so so the ceiling is higher so even though we are not that close to of view to max at Ironman pace it's hopefully higher than the ones that was having a lower view to max okay so, now you've had a year where you've done every distance right super league the olympic the 70.3 and the ironman is there is there a favorite discipline that you have or a certain like a favorite training or do you enjoy the road bike more the the tt bike more like where are you at and kind of thinking about your training for the whole year now with the variety that you've done well for me the olympic distance has been kind of the the yeah the 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 the, the, 
main the main my, my favorite like uh it seems like it's coming on more and more sprint distance into the series and i yep. think that is something that's been favorable for me this year that uh again for the first time in a long time it was mainly a olympic distance uh world championship series with the yokohama leads yep. tokyo and the grand final being olympic distance so the olympic distance is definitely the one that i prefer and also when it comes to like the bike uh what i prefer there of road bike with tt i'm more kind of a a guy who likes to be dancing up on the bike like out of the yeah. saddle and you can't really do that on a tt bike so uh so, the, the, so how did you manage with the course because obviously cozumel is is flat and i got like, two questions so if how did you manage to hold a TT position on such a flat course for 180k? Because obviously there's no relief on Cozumel. And what do you think makes Cozumel so fast? Because Didi Greinspire at the age of 51 rode the second fastest Ironman bike split for a female of all time. So something about Cozumel is really fast on the bike. And surely that's hard for you holding that position if you don't like, you like to move. Or did you just move and accept it? Well, I, uh, I've been kind of, I haven't found a position yet on the bike where I'm really comfortable. So even like on, I guess probably like Tuesday, maybe I just realized that, okay, I have to actually go wider with my uh, setup just to loosen up my shoulders because, uh, yeah, I haven't found a comfortable position yet with the saddle. Uh, but I think to prepare for a race like this, the best way is maybe doing long sessions on the turbo because they really have to focus on your cadence and uh, you you can't really go out of your position or when you do you just try to go back straight into your aero position yeah yeah i'm sorry well, I, I i have we, i have we a question talk, for you christian can we go through the full, um, do, should we go through the full results of this race before we keep just nailing christian yeah. more questions i'm sorry yeah, yeah, yeah I, go for it go for so, it Mark. In the men's race, you had uh, Christian Blumenfeld in 7.21.11. Then you had Rudy Wild putting down a 7.36.34, which makes him the third fastest Ironman athlete of all time. And then you had Paul Schuster with a 7.41. Uh, in the women, you had Sarah Spence in 8.22. You had uh, Gustav Freders World with record. 8.31. Yeah. And an 8.36 Carrie Laster. So these are some incredibly fast times. And Christian, I love that you just post your Strava. So a lot of people, I think, if they have a marathon that's half a K short, suddenly they don't post it. Whereas you just, you don't seem to care about sharing. You know, this is what I did. This is what I honestly did. Here it is. Do you think, like, you risk people learning about you or are you just happy to share it because you're confident? No, it's not too much you can take out of it. more than, like, you just see the distance and kind of think, wow, it's, like, a lot of training, like, and, like, uh, the training like we did that week out like it, it, it even though you see that we do like a long distance of training you don't really know the approach we're having or how we are designing yeah. it so you, you can't just copy and paste either so uh, it's more like a cool way like it, it's a good platform to share and kind of use uh, yeah, for social media because you're really hitting the market group right I guess uh, and it's cool to share, but uh, like it, it, you can't really take any secrets out of it, I guess. So, how close to the edge were you on that run? Because you know, if, if you if the distance was full, 
it was like a what two thirty nine, but could you have pushed on? Uh, well, it was more like unknown. Like I was really struggling with my stomach because uh, <laughs> I had yeah. quite a loose stomach since Thursday, like three days out of the race. So, uh, uh, like it was depending on my stomach. Like uh, in the beginning, it was kind of feeling so so and then i had a quick toilet break after like 8k and then from there on i felt suddenly super fresh again until i had to stop again after 24k maybe and then uh, so you had two toilet breaks in this run as well yeah quick one uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then for, and from 25k to maybe 35k i really had to pulled back a little bit so i was more kind of targeting 355 pace rather than yeah we saw that we, we were watching the splits right and we saw that we saw that when you when you put your took your foot off the gas there for a little bit yeah so i this... think actually I, I messaged the group saying he's crapped yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... well christian we you talked you mentioned strava um in our previous week's episode i we yeah. spoke about your 40k run that you did a week before and i said bad that was bad like it's too hot it's too humid it's too much so like look it clearly i i admit it i said i was going to be wrong i was wrong um give us the rationale for doing that big hit out a week before and like do you think if it's a week before saint george will you do another 40k run one week before or what do you think uh probably yeah like um the pk or the the way we were tapering for this race was trying to do as normal training until three days out and then just doing three uh, very reduced days to just yeah to, to taper so um because if you start tapering too too long away from a race you will uh, kind of uh change your energy system you will start burning more uh carbs instead of being efficient with your lt1 and burning fat so it's more kind of keeping that on track and also keeping the muscle kind of activated yep uh christian so you you've been on the island for quite some time uh kyle and myself have raced in cosmo before not that means anything um competed competed competed, (laughs) um but but at you you you've clearly been on the back side of the island uh a lot uh you know how windy it is out there how were the conditions on race day? I chatted with Dee Dee Griesbauer, who's raced there three times. She said that it was, you, you could definitely feel the wind, but it was nothing like what race day. You got an Uber biker in 17. You have like Sebastian Keenley biking 410 and, and it's prime biking. And other than that, it's like 418 with Tim O'Donnell in 19. And you threw down a 402. What, what were the biking conditions like? Uh, I would say like normally you have uh, slightly tailwind down from the swim and then you kind of you bend over and you have like a very strong headwind uh, by the coastline back up again but i would say like uh, we almost had like a very small brace of tailwind by the coast so uh, it was really really good conditions like uh, it's been quite tougher on training because uh, uh, like going out and kind of really feeling that uh, strong strong headwind in training I really believe that it would be a much, much slower uh, bike time. But then uh, uh, we, we saw on the weather forecast that it was really easing off for um, for the race day. So really good condition. And also temperature-wise, we had even a little bit of uh, shower on the on the bike, which was helping with the 
cool, cooling down and uh, it wasn't too warm either. It looked like on some of the meteorological um, reports there was really, really low air pressure, which goes to explain some of the, the some of the bike speed that people were able to achieve, not just power, because obviously it translates to women's race with DD Price by riding that fast. It was really, really low air pressure. So people just tend to look at the wind and that's it. Wind and temperature, sense. but time trialing as you know. Was- yeah, the storm that rolled through as well. Yeah, exactly. But I think it looked like it brought a really low low air pressure system. So oh. it's sort of because it definitely wasn't short, Christy, in the bike, was it? Looking at your Strava and other people's, okay. the bike was long, pretty spot yeah. on. Okay, and yeah. a half long, but also I guess it helps yeah. when you have like the big line of age groupers kind of uh, on your right side, and even <laughs> though you're kind of outside of your kind of outside of the drafting box, uh, yeah, it it still kind of maybe help you with uh, giving you a little bit of speed forward. And taking off the of that wind. And, and, and temperature-wise, Christian, I, I saw. I tried to look at the AccuWeather report for that day. I saw at one point it was twenty-one degrees. Is is that seem about accurate? Did you feel like that it was temperature was never an issue on that day? Yeah, or it was like maybe ten, fifteen minutes there on the bike on the last lap where uh, I were at the section where it was the sun was kind of sun was on, but other than that, there was. It was not the heat. The heat wasn't a problem. It was more like uh, the humidity was more quite high. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's 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 dive into the questions about the world record because I think that this tends to be the the hottest topic on this. What what are what are your Kyle, thoughts you, on Kyle? Kyle you start. You Kyle starts. <laughs> I'll let Kyle. All go. right. This is my favorite question. Where do you think you can shave twenty two minutes off for your sub seven? Attempt. Well, just by adding pacers, I guess. So the the swim will probably be a little bit longer because uh, we will not have the same current, and uh, it will maybe be yeah, three point eight exactly. So uh, <laughs> I so, love the honesty. Yeah. So so it will be probably a little bit longer, a few minutes uh, extra, but uh, having like a good team of cyclists, which will a make me go faster on the bike but also be make help me save a lot of energy for the run uh is uh, probably i don't know 10 minutes easily to cut off there and maybe even 15 or uh, and then in general i think you can cut off a lot of time on the run like uh, i guess in the future you will see maybe the mar- marathon may be more closer to 225 to 230 off the bike rather than three no 240 to 235 so uh, the run itself will be faster so is it is it possible to go like a 330 on the bike with a massive group ahead of you do you think that that's possible um i think that's going to be very hard for the pacers yeah. Because uh, like, like <laughs> you have a limited number of paces, do you? Yeah, like uh, ten overall, or across swim, bike, and run. So if you maybe use seven of them on the bike, so uh, we will kind of find find a way or where they can do the job, because uh, even if you put world class uh, riders, it can be quite tricky to do three thirty. Yeah, that's thirty two miles an hour or fifty one point four per hour, which is. You need UCI World Tour riders tricked up for but, one. You know that would be incredibly hard. 
But even yeah. if we but, do three forty-five, it's fifteen-minute cutoff. So uh, yeah, yeah. To do three forty-five is fairly capable too. Like you don't need guys that are you need guys that are committed, but not they don't need to be world class. You know. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Okay, well let, let's let's dive into the record as well, Christian. I just have, I have a few questions on here because I think people are dying to ask. So of course. I mean, everyone knows that the swim was assisted, but without the swim assisted swim, do you, do you see yourself cracking Jan's record, which was like the two twenty seven or whatever? Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Seven, seven, 2753. Well, it, it guess I would, it would have been a rounder, but it's quite difficult to kind of uh, compare races to races and conditions to conditions like, uh, so yeah, we, I guess we will have to wait until St. George uh, in May. To... So that, that, was, that wanted to be my question. So do you actually think there is an Ironman world record? Or do you think it's too different to compare course to course because transition length or etc.? Well, I guess you can have an Ironman record in the same way as you can have a, a marathon record. or So uh, you have different conditions and different races and different <coughs> courses. Uh, but uh, in triathlon, it's it's more important to take the championships and the titles. So that's more prestigious. And that excites you more, I take it. Yeah, like uh, you you don't just want to race against yourself. You want to race against uh, others, and uh, that's maybe more what's driving me. So so do you think? Tell me this: Do you think that if Jan and Gustav were towing the start line with you and Cosmel? How much faster do you think you 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 could yourself could have pushed yourself? I guess the bike have, would have been a little bit more tactical there, so I'm not sure if Jan would have gone uh, uh, off the front or tried to go off the front. Gustav would definitely not have done it. He would probably just be <laughs> sitting on and trying to. Wait. Would you describe Gustav as a pack rat? Yeah, kind of, or more tactical. Like, <laughs> Like, if you have the strongest run like he had in uh, Florida, it's not really your responsibility to try to break away. Like, then you have your weapon. So, uh, that, that, that's just fair. So, uh, but I, yeah. I guess uh, in, same, in the same way, if you don't have the strongest run, you perhaps should try to break away on the bike. So, uh, uh, I guess it would have been easier pacing-wise to have someone around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you probably, you guys probably could have went sub seven twenty, essentially. Yeah, you guys love to hypothesize, don't you? The Americans, yeah. it's like just so excitable. <laughs> oh my god! That's perfect, Mark. If, if you if you take away the toilet breaks, it's like sub seven twenty. Oh, uh, uh, so yeah, if, if you if you take away the toilet breaks, then you then you beat Gustav because Gustav outran you. Yeah. So here's a question, though. Why do you think you're getting all the attention and Sarah Spensk isn't? Um, not sure. It's maybe because the hype before the race, I guess. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, I, I would, uh, I would blame the media. Like, like, look at us. We're literally interviewing him, and we we didn't ask Sarah to be on here. And I think it's a majority of the media putting him first. Uh, look, look, 
Christian's had a pretty fantastic year, and this was, you know, the cherry on top for for the year yeah. that he's had. Yeah. So I think that just that that's the reality, and we'd love to have Sarah on the show, but given the year that Christian's had, it's just it's impossible. Oh yeah. Just, By the way, I wasn't suggesting all. it was Christian's yeah, yeah. fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I know, I know, and I'm just saying, like, the reason Christian, why... Christian, why aren't you talking about Sarah? No, the reason why we're all here is because he just had an amazing... It's just been a, it's just been an unbelievable year. Um, but is it, is it also because it's way more believable? So it's way more believable that Christian breaks a world record than Sarah Spence, who a lot of people, unless they're serious triathlon fans, actually haven't heard of. Whereas people hear Christian, Christian breaks Ironman world record. We all go, obviously he did. It's Christian yeah. Blumenfeld. Whereas you hear Sarah Spence breaks it and everyone says, who? Or no way. And we don't want to talk about that no way. We want to talk about Christian's success story. Yeah. What do you, Christian, I don't know. Christian, Christian here, here, here is a question for you lead, leading on what Mark said. Do you think that you would have went that time uh, if you weren't a part of the seven? Here they go again. <laughs> no, just, no, 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 no. Yeah, this, this, this is an honest question. So, so you're, you're involved in this massive project, the Breaking Seven, and obviously you guys have taken Iron Man to the next level. Do you think if you weren't involved in the Breaking Seven that you guys would have taken the training, the science, all that to this level to the extent that you've done? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it's, it's not like <laughs> uh, it's not like they are kind of paying us for the training like that, that's kind of the the kind of Olaf Alexander has been with us since uh, the last five years and he's been helping me around so just for the preparation towards St. George and Hawaii next year I would have kind of the same team around me and we would have done it in, in the same way yeah who can beat you there can anyone beat you there uh, Gustav I guess that's it. Yeah, but it, it depends quite a lot. Oh, I love if, it. If, if he wants to kind of go uh, for St. George, like I'm trying to convince him to join our kind of training program up in Sierra Nevada from January on. But uh, he seems like he's not that kind of convinced to go all in for Ironman next year. So uh, I'm trying to convince wow. him and Mikal to yeah come on board and uh, go for St. George. Are you worried that yeah. Lionel's going to steal him off you? Do you think now Mikhail's coaching Lionel? Lionel's going to take Oro Valley. Then... They're, going to, they're actually coming to Oro Valley. Is he stealing oh, your friends that. or what? I think it's more Gustav is either going for uh, me and St. George or he's going back for a short distance. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's... I don't think he will yeah. fly to Boulder or to the US or for training. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, well, let's let, let's dive into some of the hot take questions because I know we, we have a lot from Instagram as well. Um, or, or before that, let's let's go over the Arena Games. If anyone should know about the Arena Games, it's Christian. Christian, tell us about it. Yes. So the Arena Games, Super League Arena Games, just signed agreement agreement with World Triathlon now that they will arrange a World Championship. Oh, cool. Yes. So is that just another world championship that you're going to try to go get next year? or? Uh... No, you know, because uh, in that world, you have to go on the scale. <laughs> and and <laughs> I think, the, I, I, I think the, the kind of the 
the algorithm there is not really my favor. Like I was in the real world, like it's more power based. But there is power divided by weight, and it's and the weight is weighted much more. So I guess uh, suddenly, like so, in the Swift yeah. world, the, the bike is my weakness out of the three. I guess. So yeah, to the listeners, you're referring to the Arena Games being the riders on Swift, where the the metric that is king is what's per kilo rather than what's per CBA or just mm. watts. And uh, yeah, those that've seen you racing, you're not you're not the stick thin Alex Yee looking athlete we see out there. So it doesn't work for you so much. You're not a fan of Swift. Well, uh, I'm I'm a Swift fan. Like uh, it's very very good for training and. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's easy to easier to get through the four hours of turbo session. As I said, it's a yeah. great way to get used to be riding in a TT position, being there for the long rides, and uh, uh, so it's kind of a good way to stay entertained. But, uh, but uh, it's not where I'm uh, kind of shining the most in in the race. So, so, so some, something that we should see before the arena games is a 24 hour before the race weigh-in ceremony, like the UFC, where people are showing up at the scale completely dehydrated and cut 15. Oh, as if, as, if in, as if endurance sports needs any more reason to dabble with weight issues, eating issues. That is the last thing endurance sport needs, surely. Oh, man. So, okay. Well, I'm going to fire away some questions at you, Christian. I'll try not to be too uh, invasive. If you don't want to feel comfortable answering them, then uh, no no worries. Just say next. Just say next. Um, first off, did you, did you feel like you made any mistakes during the race in Cosmel? How many mistakes do you feel like that you made? Mm, not really maybe more leading up like i should have uh, got a better bike position before the race like uh with the saddle and uh my hip position and the, the kind of the cockpit so i felt uh the last two weeks i really kind of felt uh, unsure about the uh, uh the bike position so nailing that better uh is something i could have done and also uh, I got the stomach issues like three days out from the race, which uh, luckily didn't impact the race too much. Yes. Okay. What What's your real height and weight? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so many just asking me like, "Hey, what's your weight?" Like, <laughs> uh, right now, I guess seventy eight kg, and. 176 centimeter yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense how many why does how it many look like you're writing this down Talbot? Talbot it looks like you're writing this down <laughs> no like, why are you writing Kyle, this down Talbot? that was in the conversion i'm american like, Kyle's, I don't know what Kyle's like 76 he's like oh um how many red bulls did you drink on race day three Three Red Bulls. Wow. Okay. What is what is Gustav's biggest weakness? How how can you beat him in St. George? He doesn't like pain. <laughs> oh, he doesn't oh, like oh, pain. We're going to need poor Gustav on after this one to just recover. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's why I'm... Uh, how, I, I how, can... often, how often do you lift weights? Uh, never. Good man. Love that answer. Yes, love it. Uh, what's your cryptocurrency portfolio? Uh, 
Oh, it's a uh, have none. <laughs> um, what what do you do in your free time, like for fun? Uh, not much. Hopefully, I can get do some uh, snorkeling here in Cozumel. So, having some fun, <laughs> enjoying the the beach, and uh, yeah, more. It's more often like if I have like uh, some day, days off, it's just like doing nothing, staying home, and just recovering. Yes. Okay. Do you, watch, do you watch Netflix? Yeah. What's What's your favorite show on Netflix? <laughs> but, but now it's been like, I thought like a few weeks. No this isn't since. Uh, but my favorite no, show. No, these these. But my favorite show on Netflix on? is uh, Dexter because I've kind of Dexter. seen the similarity, you know, in the personality. <laughs> Okay. okay. Here, here, here's, here's so a, here's a psychopath. You. <laughs> like ha- having to kind of uh, fake to fit into the society, you know, kind of just playing a role. Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's a good one. one. Do you think that's quite common amongst great athletes? Probably because you're kind of so intense into kind of your thing. So when you maybe outside of the, for example, triathlon environment you don't really fit in the same way and so when you go on a podcast every single time some idiot asks you what you do for fun you have to really awkwardly come up with an answer yeah like oh i love to read books like (laughs) (laughs) okay here's here's one that a lot of people uh don't understand uh, especially the long course athlete or long course spectators if someone said because uh, I remember you were telling me about your heart and your lung capacity. Someone said, "What's on your What's on your chest? Do you have a big heart? Are you loving towards Gustav? More loving towards Gustav?" Was the question? It was what they they asked why your chest was oh. big. Oh, that's that's just because uh, uh, I'm kind of born with the uh, the chest going a little bit like outwards, so have quite a huge. Uh, lung capacity and uh, heart so uh, like 150 percent uh, lung capacity and uh, like per breath and uh, quite a big heart as well so that's kind of uh, the strong engine in uh, that's helping and and that 150 percent is to like an average human you have 150 percent more yeah, of, than average human was 100 of the average uh, at my kind of uh, height and size. Can you tell us your resting heart rate? <laughs> 36, maybe? 37? All right. What, what if he was like 10? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's, that, what's that in American, Kyle? What's, what's that He's in American? He's still doing the same. Do you guys start measuring time differently over there in England? Uh, it's just still, it's still sundials here in England. Uh, and... I can't pronounce her name. Elise Veda on uh, the Pro Try News comment asked if you had a girlfriend. Not yet. That that's why I'm here in Mexico. <laughs> well, question: Do you know you know Lisa Bacaras? No. So Lisa's a uh, a pro American triathlete, and she's looking for a partner for the uh, couples race. Have you seen this? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, so Lisa's Lisa's asking if you're single and uh, do you want to date until March? Have a look at Lisa on Instagram. You know, you could do worse, mate. And uh, there's a hundred grand to be had there. Oh, for the winner? Yeah, yeah, yeah see. Uh, unless you can beat 
Vincent Louie and Taylor Spivey, which I don't know if you were able to beat Vincent at that distance. Do you have to show any proof that you're together? Or? Well, I mean... <laughs> a Tinder we, we a, Tinder, a Tinder swipe. Okay. We discussed this last week. We don't, you know, you don't have to prove that you've been together physically. So, you know, a couple of photos on Instagram, I think you're there. Yeah, well, uh, okay. <laughs> I'll send you her profile, mate. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be happy. Yeah. And, it, and it, if I start following her, she will kind of uh, understand it's a match. Yeah, yeah. Ex yeah exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Sorted. Um, Lisa, you can thank me later. Okay, here's here's another one. How long are you in are you in long course for good, or are you going to go back to Paris? Uh, my plan is to go back to Paris. So next year is all about Ironman, and then I will use twenty uh, three and twenty four to find some legs bit again for Paris and uh, yeah, qualifying, doing the World Series and Super League. But what about if you win St. George and Kona, and then you see your bank account grow exponentially? Do you think you'll stay in long course, or will you go back to Paris? Well, uh, back and tell you. I, I know that, like, um, uh, even for the last five years, that there's more money maybe in long distance, but uh, we're still kind of working towards Tokyo. So uh, it's something special with uh, the Olympics. It's like the biggest race you can win in the sport. Cool. Mm -hmm. Good answer. I like one, that. One last, one last question, and then we'll, uh, we'll let you get back to it. What is your philosophy in life and why? Just enjoy, enjoy your journey. Like, uh, what's the, your journey is your destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The, answer, the question was bullshit and he gave a completely bullshit answer. That's perfect. That's how, that's uh, Mark. That's how you're coached to do it. Mark, Mark, I'm sure you got a few good questions. Let's hear it. Oh no! I've I I don't want to just throw questions at the man. He's he's had an insanely good year. How go on then? Um, Alex Yee and Hayden Wild, both national ten k champions, and you just made them look silly in the last k of the Olympics. How? What what what's different about you that left that last k? It looked like a full blown sprint, and those two boys are fast runners. What? What? How? I I think it's like. Uh... It's not just a 10k, like it's uh, about the energy or, or your capacity, both uh, aerobic and your anaerobic capacity. And uh, it depends how much uh, like W prime you have left to be able to push for that last lap. So uh, it, even though like Alex E was running faster on the fourth lap than he did on the first uh, three, like I was able to pick it up even more. So we were actually running like 250 pace for the last lap and he was doing like 252 so it's not like he was uh kind of falling off or not being able to go for a sprint it was just that i had more energy left after swim bike and run it was incredible um go on then one more uh do you think we'll see alistair brownlee come back to the sport at a high level in the long distance again uh, i hope so like uh, he's uh the guy I'm racing against at the sub seven, but uh, it seems like he's been struggling a lot of injury, even on short course. So uh, it's not like it's necessarily easier to do it uh, in long distance. Cool. I'd love to see him come back and race because I think we talk, we talk Gustav, you, Jan. If I was Patrick Lang, I'd feel annoyed because I think he probably deserves to be in that conversation. 
And I think Alistair Brownlee probably wants to be in that conversation as well. Yeah. Does Patrick can, Patrick can run with you, can he? Do you think Patrick can run with you? I love it, boys and girls out there. There was just head shaking. He wouldn't say it out loud. There was just head shaking. Um, That's excellent. Well, so so the, the next race that we're going to see you is in Daytona. Um, why are you heading there? I, there was some discussion that you would need essentially 150 points to break into uh, uh, the top three. Uh, if you wanted to get into the PTO rankings, which is irrelevant probably to you and your goal this year. But well, wh- why are you heading down to Daytona? Why didn't you just call it a year? Yeah, because I, my plan was to also try to win the PTO ranking. And I was assuming I would get a good result in St. George. Uh, so I decided it before St. George. And that's when I kind of wanted to do this. Uh, I had to do three races. So then I had St. George, Cozumel and uh, Daytona to get points. So, uh, mm-hmm. so that was kind of the main race. And now uh, Olaf wanted me to kind of pull out of Daytona, but I still want to get over and do the race. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm just <laughs> want to get over and get it done. And last yeah. one for me. Are you allowed to talk about your bike for sub seven? Not really yet. Okay, well, <laughs> then, then ignore me. Just build some suspense. <laughs> okay, last thing that we... Oh, go for it. It will be fast. Will it look very fast? Yeah, it will look fast. Yeah, it will feel fast. It will be fast. I love it. <laughs> you want to you want to give a shout out to your homestay and where you've been staying at in uh, Cancun or Cozumel, and also what were your thoughts on training on the island and doing kind of a block there? Did you enjoy it? How was your experience? Yeah, it's been uh, su- surprisingly good. Like I've been hosted so well here in uh, at the landmark resort in uh, Cozumel and. Uh, yeah, I've been really taking well care of the family that's hosting me here and uh, uh, making everything going into the race uh, very easy and uh, uh, comfortable and uh, yeah, making me stay like another week here, being able to recover, enjoy the sun and uh, yeah, Mexico to the fullest. Nice, nice. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, the best way you can follow Christian and his uh, dominating world takeover. Yeah, you can go follow him on uh, Instagram. Also, Christian, just like Lionel, just like Lucy, has an incredible YouTube channel where he uploads fantastic stuff. So go follow him on YouTube as well. And uh, we will catch up with him, I'm sure, ahead of St. George. So thanks for following. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>